If you've got your Bibles, let's go to uh, Acts chapter 3, verses 1 through 8. And we'll also be going to Zechariah 4, 5, and 6. You're there, say amen. It says, Now Peter and John went up together to the temple at the hour of prayer, the ninth hour. And a certain man, lame from his mother's womb, was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful, to ask alms from those who entered the temple, who, seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, asked for alms. And fixing his eyes on him with John, Peter said, look at us. So he gave them his attention, expecting to receive something from them. Then Peter said to him, silver and gold I do not have, but what I do have I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And I want to point this scripture out right here. It says that Peter, and Peter, he had took him by the right hand. Everybody say he reached. He took him by the right hand and he lifted him up. And immediately, immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. So he, leaping up, stood and walked and entered the temple with them, walking and leaping and praising Zechariah 4, 5, and 6 says, Then the angel who talked with me answered and said to me, Do you not know what these are? And I said, No, my Lord. So he answered and said to me, This is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel. Not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. It's not by might. Not our might. It's not by our power. But what God is going to do this year, it's going to be by His Spirit and His Spirit alone. God is going to do things that we have not been able to do. We have limits, but I'm telling you, this year God is saying, I'm taking off the limits. I am going to take place. I am going to move. I am going to begin to usher things in that you have not seen yet. So if you believe that, can you put your hands together and magnify the Lord this morning? And just begin to thank him for what is coming. Begin to thank God for the miracles. Begin to thank God for the unexplainable. Begin to thank him. Come on, magnify him. If you really want it, begin to magnify him this morning. Worship him for it this morning. Jesus, 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 we thank you. Hallelujah, hallelujah. You may be seated. God has done some amazing things in this church. And he is going to do some amazing things in this church. And we are seeing great progress in what we are doing with with the Lord. That's one thing I really want to point out is that what we do, we don't do it on our own, but we do it with God. We do it with the assistance of the Lord helping us out in this city. But I do want to be real with you this morning as your pastor that it was spoken to me just the other day 
speaking to a dear friend of mine who pastors in Columbus. And we were talking about everything that's been going on and church property and dealing with this and trying to step on that and all the paperwork and everything that is taking place. There's just so much to it and uh, all the requirements of this and that. And, and he said these words, and, and I, I wrote it down on my whiteboard in the office because I, I wanted to hear this. And I, I, I told him, I said, but, you know, out of all the mess, I'm so thankful for the progress that we are seeing. And he spoke these words. He said, progress isn't always pretty. It's not always pretty. Progress sometimes, to be real, that when something, as we spoke about in the beginning of the beginning of when I came up here, was when you start moving forward, you can expect to have something pushing back. And the reality is, I'm not going to get up here and tell you, man, just everything's going to take place this year and everything's going to be perfect, everything's going to be fine, and everything's just going to fall right into place. I mean, you would love to hear that. If, if, I, if I got up here today and just told you that, you know, there's just going to be just, just blessing after blessing after blessing after blessing upon you, and, and everyone in this place, you're, you're going to be a millionaire by the end of the year. Hallelujah. You'd be excited to hear that. Or if I told you that, you know, there, there's going to be great things taking place that this month and next month and that month, but there's going to be, you know, Hell is just going to leave us alone. They're not going to push back at all. There's going to be no pushback. It's just going to be, it's just going to be easy from here on out. We don't need to worry about the fights. There won't be any more victories because there won't be any more fights. Everything's just going to be perfect. But I would be sugarcoating everything if I told you that. Because the reality is that there are going to be times we have to fight for something. And we have found out in the last few years that there is going to be times you have to fight for something. And there was a fight that we had to, even just to get the property, there was a fight. We had a spiritual fight we had to go through. And, and there was just hours and hours spending time in fasting and prayer just, just trying to break those strongholds that were trying to stop us from moving forward and what God had for us. And, and, and there's things you can relate to in your own life, that there are things that you face that, that you know that it, wasn't, it just didn't come easy to you. That there's going to be times you have to, have to push back. But as I've spoken before, that there are times when you begin to push back that is the resistance that makes you stronger. And where we're going, we will get there because God has already spoken it. But throughout the, the journey to get there, there will be things that will come against us. But as a church, if we can stick together... And if we can do, as I spoke about earlier, when, 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 old, when, when the, the devil shows up as the old bully trying to bully us and push us around, that if we can all just say, you know what, we're going to go into prayer together. And we go into prayer and fasting together. And if pastor calls us into fasting, we're going to go into fasting. If pastor says, hey, listen, there's a spirit that's coming against us, uh, then we're not just going to say, oh, that's great, just let it have its way. But we're going to stand up and say, not in my house, not in my church. I will not step back and let this take place. But we have got to learn to fight for what God has for us. Hallelujah. Great vision that we have, I believe, for this church and where God is taking us. But I want us to understand something that, talking about vision, that 
know, the Lord is going to bring great things to us. And vision is this. Vision is the womb of the mind. We will not give birth to anything supernaturally if we cannot first see it. If I sit here and told you this morning that God is going to do great things this year, God is going to, we're going to have a church on that hill. We're going to do that. If you sat here and could not believe it and could not just see it, if you say, I can't see it, it's not going to happen, then I promise you that, that what, what you are doing, thank you, Jesus, what you are doing to what God has given to the vision, you are, you are performing a spiritual abortion in the womb that God has created. Have the ability to stop what God is wanting to do. The vision is the womb of the mind. We've got to get the vision of what God is about to do in this church. That even when we can't fathom how he's going to do it, we must understand this. That God delights in setting the stage for things that to us seem to be impossible and even improbable. God loves to walk into a situation and to look at it and say, I'm going to do this, 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 and this. But our fleshly mind tells us that it's not just possible. It's not possible to do those things. That God speaks things and we say, how in the world are we ever going to do that? How are we ever? I've had people say, Pastor, how are we, how are we really ever going to have a church on that hill? It just seems impossible. I've had people say, how in the world are we going to do that? How are we going to make that happen? Well, we are not going to make that happen. But through our prayer and our fasting, God is going to make that happen. Let me remind you, that is not our property. But let me remind you, that is his property. Let me remind you, this is not our church. This is his church. And if God wants to build this church, if God wants to grow this church, God will do what he wants to do whenever he wants to do it. We just got to be willing to say, God, I get the vision. I'll be the womb that you can birth it through, God. You can use me, God, and we will see it take place. When it happened. But he loves to watch in those, walk in those situations and tell us what he's going to do. We have to believe it. That's because it's impossible for us to understand it through our human reasoning of what he's going to do. It's impossible through our own power and through our own might to do this. I heard Brother Jeff Arnold preach something one time, and I know if anyone who knows him in here, you're probably getting a little nervous that I'm going to quote him. But he said that we are limited as individuals and as human beings to our five senses. Our hearing our tasting, our seeing, our smelling, and our touching. He said it is time that we begin to operate in our sixth sense. Sixth, you say, what, what is that? Our sixth sense. He said the church has operated for too long on the five. He said there are churches that God has spoken things to that are laying dormant because the church is operating on the five. They have tried to complete it themselves. He said, and they have given and they have done what God has asked them to do as far as physically or in the natural realm. He said, you've given. I've just been to think about this church. We have given. 
We have given. We have paid off the property. I mean, in 2020, we gave over $108,000 in the middle of a pandemic. And I know God was faithful and he helped us out with that. But you were willing to give in that. And then we, we present the phase two of uh, preparing the land, Project 2427. And you were willing to give to that. Anything that I feel like we present to the church, I'm thankful that we have a church that is willing to give to that I'm thankful we have a giving church. Because if we just would sit back and say, I'm not, I'm not going to give to these things. I'm not going to. You're saying I don't believe in it. You invest in what you believe in. That's why we're going to have an investment campaign. We're going to invest in what we believe in. And, and we're, we're, we've already given, and, and you give to these things, but there is something we have to understand that, that Brother Arnold pointed out. He said these churches uh, that stop right there at the five senses, he said they never move on past that. He said they only stay where they have the ability to do what they have to do. He said, but I am telling you now that the church in this last hour has got to start moving into the sixth sense, which is faith. He said, you've got to start operating in faith because faith will make, make us reach into the nothingness uh, through our prayer and fasting and expect to pull out something miraculous. You see, faith will change your expectations. When you begin to look at things through faith, uh, you see, the moment that our expectations start to match God's ability, I'll say it one more time, the moment uh, that our expectations uh, and our faith begin to match God's ability, our church is going to see the miraculous uh, that we preach about, that we talk about. Uh, I'm done preaching about it and talking about it. I want to see it. Uh, I say, God, listen, I've prayed. I've even prayed this morning. God, we've given. God, we've done everything we can do, God. God, we are faithful, Lord. Your people are faithful, Lord. God, now I'm asking, we're going to step out and faith this year uh, God and we're going to move out of those five senses uh, and the ability God uh, to touch and give ourselves Lord uh, God but I'm asking you Lord if you would uh, as we begin to operate in faith uh, through our prayer and our fasting uh, God I'm asking you to step up Lord uh, God and to do what only you can do uh, God I'm asking you God uh, if you would when we reach into nothingness uh, with faith that uh, will pull out the miraculous uh, I want to see something powerful this year uh, when you begin to reach uh, where you can't see and you begin to reach for those things that you can't feel but you believe that God will do it I promise you every time that God will put something in your hand and that's where we're at as a church God says you've been faithful you've given you've given over and over and over again it is time for God to do what only God can do if you believe that he's going to do it this year will you stand to your feet put your hands together and Say, God, I believe it. I believe it. I believe it. I've got faith that you'll do it. I've got faith that you'll see us through, Lord. I believe in you, Jesus. I believe in you, Lord. I believe in you. Hallelujah. We've sacrificed. And God has brought us to that place in our journey where what we simply have in our pockets is not enough. It's not enough. 
unless you're sitting here this morning, you have the ability to whip out of your checkbook, and I can just give you a price, and you want to write a check for it. We don't have everything we need. And sometimes what you need is not going to be on you. But what you need is in you. You just got to release it. It's our faith. It's our faith. What's in our pocket is not enough. But this morning, you see, we, this is what I love about this church. There's so many different dynamics to this church and individuals and backgrounds. And I look around this morning and, and I see some new faces and so thankful for those who came from OU. Thank you guys for being here this morning. We love our international community here at LifePoint. We honor you and your homes and what you do and the great effort you're putting into your education. Thank you for being great examples. And please, don't, nobody in this room take this personally, what I'm going to say, but we're very blessed here to have individuals in our church with, with great intelligence and great intellect and brilliant minds. There's just some brilliant minds in here. Um, there's, there's engineers in here. And um, you, you try to have a conversation sometimes, Brother, Brother Ben, computer guru. And if I ask him something about a computer, he's about two seconds in, he's lost me. I'm done. Brother Ryan Hoover, same way. I, I can ask him something about, you know, it, it, just these brilliant minds. And I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm gone. I, I, don't, I don't understand. You've lost me. Uh, just incredible individuals. It just uh, we we're blessed this year with uh, our our um, kids for the co-op, for the Chapman coming in and working numbers with them, and just you you can do numbers like it's just amazing how you can do these things. Just brilliant minds that we are blessed with in this church. And, and I, I'm not I'm not just going to point a few people out. I'm not going to you know I don't want to leave anybody out. But there are just incredible individuals here that have incredible abilities that they can use their mind in so many different ways. But I want us to understand something this morning. That our own personal intellect and knowledge, even though it is great, can only take us to the edge of the cavern where God is wanting to take us across. It can only take us to the edge of the place where God is wanting us to go. You see, and we can't jump across that, that opening or that cavern into the things of God with our knowledge and our intellect. There has to come a time that where what you have to offer is simply not enough compared to what God has. And your thoughts are not enough. But you're standing on the edge of something supernatural. And your knowledge doesn't know how to get you there. Your intellect won't get you across. It is something that's going to require your sixth sense to kick in. 
it's going to require your faith to be in operation. I know and I honor those great minds that are in this place, but I'm telling you, you have limitations. We have limitations. Everybody in this room has limitations. You can only do so much in your physical being and with your mind, but I promise you, when you say, I'm going to fast and I'm going to pray and I'm going to get into his word and I'm going to operate in the faith, I believe that he said it and he will do it. It doesn't matter what your IQ is. You could be here this morning just a small child and say, I don't know what they know. Listen to me, children. If you have faith, if you have faith in God, I promise you, your Sunday school can grow this year. God can do great things this year. God will do amazing things this year. If you allow him to do what only he can do, we have got to move beyond ourselves. We have got to be move beyond our own capabilities. And we have got to say, God, do the impossible. God, do what only you can do. God, do. We will reach. God, if you will do it, if you'll do it, we'll do it, God. We'll do it. We'll reach, Lord. We'll reach. Hebrews 11 and 1 says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. We have a lot of things to hope for. But it's the evidence of things that's not seen. You can't see it. It, it, see, here's the problem with the, with the world we live in. The, the scientists, they have to have evidence that they can touch and feel and see. Or to them, it doesn't exist. They write it off as it doesn't exist because they can't feel it. They can't touch it. They can't see it. That's why they don't understand how we as believers can say God's about to do something. How do you know that? You don't know what he, you don't know. There, have you seen it? Have you touched it? How, how do you know he's going to fulfill his promise? How do you know you're going to have a church? You don't know. It's not built yet. They need to have evidence. But I go back to the word that tells me that faith is the substance of things I hope for in him. And my evidence is my faith in him. I have faith. I've seen him already operate in my life. I've watched him over the last two years what he's done in this project. So that tells me that in this church he has moved for 107 years now. And if he's moved for 107 years, that's all the evidence I need that he says what I speak in this year, in the 107th year, if I say it, I shall do it. I have all the faith and evidence that I need. I have my evidence. There's a place that the Lord is wanting to take us that requires great faith. Great faith. It's a place where the Lord is saying the same thing that he said to kings of Ribble in Zechariah 4, 6, and 7. It says, so he answered and said to me, this is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel, not by might nor by power. He says, but by my spirit, saith the Lord. He was saying that I have great things for you and there are great things I'm going to do for you but you are not capable of doing it by your might. You are not capable of doing it by your own power. He said, but the things that I am going to do, you cannot produce in this world. But the things that I'm about to do for you is only going to be produced by my spirit that has the power to do so. And then it goes on to say, who are you, O great mountain? 
before Zerubbabel, you shall become a plain. He's speaking and saying, uh, who are you, O mountain? Uh, O thing that's trying to block the way. Uh, O thing that stands in the way uh, of where I'm trying to take him. Uh, What are you, O mountain? Uh, And I love where it says, before you, uh, you shall become a plain. Anything that tries to block us from where we're going, God's already spoken. He said, listen, if you stop trying to do it by your might and you stop trying to do it by your power and you let my spirit be in operation, any mountain before you, I will make a plane. I will flatten it out for you. I will make it that you can move forward. I will take you to the place I have promised you. Listen to me this morning. It's not going to be easy. But anything... Worth having is worth fighting for. We have a promise given to us in Matthew 17 and 20. It says, truly I tell you, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed. I should have brought them out here. I have a whole bottle of mustard seeds in my office. That you can say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move. Nothing will be impossible for you. This is going to be a year of reaching into the unseen. This is going to be a year of reaching out in faith, not knowing exactly what's going to take place and expecting to pull out the unexpectable and the unexplainable when God puts something in our hands. But we're going to come in even this month alone, just yesterday, when you came in here and prayed for 24 hours and we're getting ready to go into a fast. What you're doing is you are reaching into nothing and say, God, I don't know what it is that you have for me because I can't see what tomorrow holds, but I'm reaching into it, Lord. God, I'm going to grab a hold of whatever it is you have. God, I'm going to grab a hold of the blessings that you have coming. I'm going to grab a hold of the miraculous that you have for me. God, I'm going to grab a hold of what it is that you have for my family. It is when our faith is combined with God's power that it releases the unexplainable. It releases the supernatural. And I want to see the supernatural. In this church, I want to see God to release. It has been spoken. It was spoken over me this year at a conference we just had about a month ago. That came up, and it was Bishop Stark that came up and laid his hands on me. And he began to prophesy over me for this church. He said, this is going to be, this is going to be a year of abundance for LifePoint Pentecostals. He said, there is about to be an abundance that is coming your way. There's about to be an abundance of finances for this church. And he spoke and he said, God, whatever it is that they have need of, no matter the amount, God, send an abundance. Send an abundance, Lord, God, of what they need. He said, give them what they need, Lord. He said, I speak in abundance over your church. He said, I speak in abundance of the souls that are going to come into your church this year. He said, I speak in abundance over this church in Athens. Great abundance. That tells me he's not just going to give us what we need, but he's going to give us what we need and more. An abundance. I want to close out today with this. Our opening scripture, the story of Peter and John when they went together to the temple. 
you know, and typically I would read this story, and I've read this story so many times, heard it preached so many times, and and it was just, it was amazing just to, to watch what took place where they're walking in. Here's this man, and, and he, he's lame, has been lame from birth, and he's just laying at the, at the temple gate, and here he's just asking for alms, and he's saying, he's saying I, I, I need more, and I, I, don't, I don't have anything. Can you give something to me? Can you bless me? And, and, and here, here's Peter and John walking past him. And as he's walking, as they're walking past him, Day in and day out, people are walking past him. Brother Mark, you mind helping me? You never mind helping me. Thank you, sir. We just sit right there. Here's this man that every day, hundreds of people just walk past. Walk past him. He, he's asking for alms. He's just, he's just one. He, you got a little something in your pocket? You got a little something in your pocket? Can you just give me just a little something? He's just crying out. Can you just give me just a little something? Just something just to get me by. Just something to get me by. If you would give me something. And people just, you know, just ignore him. I'm trying to get into the temple to pray. I'm trying to go talk to God. I ain't got time for you. And I've heard this story so many times. I just looked at it as a, here's this man that just, he, he just wants some money. And, and here you got Peter and John that are walking by. And, and, and I, I was reading through this story, and, and it says that, that, that Peter and John stop, and they acknowledge the man, and they said, look on us. Give me your attention. Because Peter knew what he was about to do. was going to change this man's life. He knew that what he had was nothing in his pockets. So I told you earlier, what's in our pockets is not going to change the world around us. I don't want to just suffice people with every once in a while doing a community event. And the, here's, here, here's what we got to offer to you, Athens. Uh-uh. No. God's got much more for us. And Peter looks and he says, look on me. And he said, listen. He says, silver and gold, have I none? What you're asking for, I don't have it. I can't give it to you. He said, but, but what I have, give I thee. And he said, he basically said, stand up and walk. Receive your healing. But then Peter takes it a step further. He reaches out his hand. And when he did that, the Lord showed me that that act of faith is what unlocked the miraculous. It had nothing to do with some change in his pocket. But it was the fact that Peter said, I'm willing to reach and I'm willing to put my reputation on the line. He said, I'm going to reach out and I'm going to reach out in faith. And when my hand goes forward and I reach into nothing, because Peter said, I don't know what's really going to happen, but I know that he that is within me is greater. He said, but I put forth my hand. And when Peter began to reach, when he began to reach, listen, it's much more than about souls I'm talking about this year. I'm not talking about we're going to win souls this year. That's great. We're going to do that. We will reach out. But what I'm wanting to tell you this morning, the Lord said to tell you that if you will begin to reach out in your faith into the things you can't see, you will begin to unlock the miraculous in this church. We are going to see things be poured into this church and poured out of this church that we have never seen before. But you've got to be willing to reach. You've got to be willing to step out in faith and say, I can't do it on my own. And that's okay. I'm okay with 
with that. But if I'm willing to reach, you're going to reach into the blessings. You're going to reach through prayer and fasting. You're going to reach out. We're going to save souls. You're going to reach out and get the miracles unlocked for this church. You're going to reach out and get the blessings unlocked for this church. We will see the miraculous in this church. The unexplainable. We will see this year. If you are willing to reach, if you're willing to reach out in faith and activate that sixth sense and say, this is beyond me, God. We have given. We have done what you've asked. But this year, we're reaching, Lord, for the miraculous. We're reaching for the supernatural this morning. Let's all stand right now. I'm asking. You're a part of this church. I'm asking if you would, if you want to reach, if you'll walk to this altar right now. We're going to reach together this morning. We're going to reach together this morning for the miraculous. You're going to reach for things. You're going to pray for things this morning that you don't even know is coming. You say, God, we're going to reach together, Lord. God, we'll see souls saved. God, but we're going to unlock, unlock, God, the miraculous. We're going to unlock through our faith. God, we're going to unlock donations. God, it's going to come towards our property. God, we're going to unlock, Lord. God, we're going to unlock miracles in our altars. God, we're going to unlock, Lord, the miraculous, Lord, in this place, Lord. God, we're going to unlock the things that you have. Oh, God, we're going to unlock the things of heaven, Lord. God, I pray this year, God. Open up the windows of heaven and pour it out, God, as we reach, God, in faith for the things we cannot see and the things we cannot feel yet, Lord. God, we reach for you. We reach for you, Lord. God, we reach for you, Jesus. Oh. God, send the abundance, Lord. As we reach for it, Lord, God, we reach out, Lord.